You're listening to a podcast from Reality Honolulu. For more information or ways to get involved in the life of the church, visit realityhonolulu.com. Thanks for listening. Aloha and welcome, Reality Honolulu. Thank you so much for joining us here this morning. Whether you've been with us the whole time and even before COVID or you're just joining us, maybe for the first time, we just want to thank you. Uh, I know this is not obviously ideal that we're not in person together, but obviously we know this, this whole year has not been what we wanted. But we can right, be assured that God is in control and that in the midst of all that's happening, he is still at work. Um, so I want to encourage you with that. I want to encourage you that God is at work and desires to meet you where you're at right here and right now. Um, we trust that the Holy Spirit is doing that, can do that, and will do that right now. Um, if you've been with us, you will know that the last two weeks we've been in an Advent series. Advent meaning arrival or coming, and it's this four weeks be prior to Christmas, where traditionally in, in the, in the, on the church calendar for centuries now, millennia, the church has paused to recall and remember and celebrate the birth of our Savior. How he broke into the world, that the Savior had come, the Messiah, the Christ was born in Bethlehem, and he gave light and hope to the entire world. And here now, Halfway from that place here in Hawaii, 2,000 years later, we still once again want to recall and remember and celebrate the coming, the first coming of our Lord and Savior, and also anticipate his return. And so that's what Advent is. Um, we are spending these four weeks in it. Um, we've talked about hope and peace, and today we talk about joy. Um, before we light our Advent candle, our third one for joy, I want to pray with you that the Lord meets us, and uh, then we will enter into our time this morning. God, thank you that despite us not being present in person like we're used to and like we all desire to, we thank you that None of this hinders what you want to do. Even as we're thinking about this Advent season, God, nothing hindered you coming into this world. Even though it looked bleak, we didn't know how it was going to work. Humanity did not know how they would reconnect once again with their God, but you broke in, you went, a, 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 you cut through all the obstacles, you became a man, a baby, and you gave hope, and you saved the whole world. And so despite these obstacles, despite not be us being in person, thank you that you are still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as we sit in our homes or listening to this, hearing this, I pray that you would, you would be present to us where we're at. We believe that you desire to speak to us and fill us with joy this morning in the midst of all that's going on in our world, that we're reminded of the joy that we have in Christ Jesus. Pray to anoint my lips 
You get all the glory, God. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you've been here, we've uh, lit a candle each week, and this week is the candle that represents joy. And the Latin word for this third Sunday of Advent, um, it's spelled G-A-U-D-E-T-E. I can't do it. I can't pronounce it, but maybe you can. Got it? Got it? Um, that is a Latin word that literally means rejoice. And a, a traditional liturgy of a service, you would actually recall what Paul the Apostle said in Philippians 4.4 4, that, that would anchor kind of today, this Sunday, the joyful Sunday, as rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. That Sunday... The the joyful Sunday, the Sunday leading up to Advent, when we we look at the fact that the birth of Christ gave and restored the joy of God to the world again. That's what we're going to look at today. And like each week thus forth, as we've presented a topic... These topics of hope and peace and joy and next week love, in 2020, these are hard concepts to come by. We struggle to find hope and peace and joy. We have all year, perhaps, even right now, when traditionally this Christmas season, as hard as life is, you can all get our Christmas on and get trees and pumpkin spice lattes and go look at Christmas lights and you know, put your inflatable up in your lawn or whatever it is you do. But I think for a lot of us, this season is so joyful. And not that this season isn't, but it is surrounded. We're in the midst of this very hard, discouraging, depressing, deadly, distancing year. And it's hard to find joy in it, understandably. If you know, the the, the suicide rates have been higher than ever. Depression, mental illness. Understandably, this is absolutely a trying time in human history. For many of us, it will be one of the hardest years of our lives, if not the hardest seasons in our life. And this idea of joy can be fleeting. Because sometimes I think, well, I think a lot of times we get happiness and joy kind of mixed up. At least God's idea and design of joy and our idea of happiness, as much as we think they're one and the same, I believe that a lot of times we get the the wires crossed there, and that's where we can have some trouble. You see, see, happiness is very fleeting. It's perhaps sometimes not grounded in stuff that we actually need to fill our soul, but just a temporary shot of laughter or happiness. And not to say things in this life that make us happy happy are bad. It's not what I'm saying. But I think that today we need to be careful 
And we just need, need to be reminded that we were designed by God, each of us uniquely, and God knows exactly what we need individually and uniquely, and he desires for us to be in his presence and experience the fullness of God's joy in our life. That doesn't mean that he also desires for us to uh, you know, be happy or do things that make us happy or, or, or that are healthy for us. Um, but there is a slight difference. And if we don't, and if we're not reminded and are, if we're not purposeful to seek God's joy first and foremost and all the, the temporal happy things are a bonus, unless we do that, we're going to be constantly seeking after things in this world, just trying to be happy and happy and happy and happy. But we all know that we can't all do that. And if we just did that, it would end in ruin. It would be selfish. It would dishonor God. I mean, if we just wanted to be happy and that was our driving force, well, obviously, instead of being close to God, experiencing his joy, we'd be far from him chasing after worldly things. And humanity, ever since sin entered the world, really has been struggling or deprived of joy since the beginning. And for some of us, we're more aware of that lack and that longing and that hole in our souls to experience God's pure joy than others, right? Depending on our, our temporal circumstances depending on how we're doing and how we are upbringing and how much money we have and uh, our relationships and how well life is. But again, we're not supposed to just gauge our life and how we're doing by whether our life is good or not here and now temporally. We're supposed to be reminded how we're created, that we were created to like continually, regularly be in close contact with God's presence to experience the fullness of God's joy in our life. But even last week, we were reminded of the fall in the garden when sin entered into the world and thus forth, we've been dealing with the effects of sin and one huge part in our world today that is lacking is joy, not because God is like holding it from us, but because sin has messed up God's design. And if we read scripture and when we look at the characters of the word of God, David would be one of them where he connected this idea of joy. He talked about it a lot. He talked about when he had it and when he didn't have it. And he always connected it. And it's purposeful that he experienced joy when he was in the presence of God. And when, when he was far or when, when he was out of the presence, when he was sinning and rebelling and just trying to do what he wanted to quote unquote fill his flesh, make him you know, make his personal desires fulfilled. He lacked joy. When he was in God's presence, he experienced God's joy. But when he was out of God's presence, he didn't. It's very clear that joy 
and God's presence go hand in hand. It's really important because it reminds us, right, of the Advent story. When we talk about Jesus being bored, God coming to earth in the form of a person, Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh. We celebrate that as joy coming into the world. Well, think about it. Joy is because God's presence came. God's saving, loving presence entered the world, dying upon the cross, reconciling a broken relationship, bringing joy to the world. Joy is connected with being in and connected to and near to the presence of God. That's why if you do not know Jesus, if you, do, if you haven't repented of your sins and gotten forgiven, and if you haven't surrendered your life to him, if you, have, if you don't have him as Lord and Savior, I would say that there is actually no true way to experience God's joy or the fullness of joy or what God intended at all if you don't know Jesus. Your, may, your life may be happy in some ways, but your soul is lacking joy. You are not living into, you are not getting and experiencing all that God desires for you. And I hope that for those of us that are believers and are Christians, that you, as well as me, kind of know what I'm talking about here when I talk about, as David did in Psalm 1611, that says, in God's presence is fullness of joy. I know for me, there's moments where, whether that be in, in worship, whether that be in God's word, whether that be in prayer, whether that I just be uh, out in nature, I, I, I get flooded and I experience the presence of God. I experience the presence of God and despite what's going on in the world around me, I am overwhelmed with a pure joy that feels like, wow, this is how it should be and I want it all the time. And I get a glimpse of Eden pre-sin. I get a glimpse of what heaven will be. I get a glimpse of what this renewed, restored heaven and earth that God talks about that's coming will be like. That it will be full of joy because it will be full of His presence. You see, sin separates us from God's presence, which separates us from His joy. And so I want, if you're, if you're hearing this today, I want you to know if you're lacking joy, it's perhaps because you're lacking God's presence in your life. See, Christianity and following Jesus and knowing God isn't just about checking a few boxes, going to church two or three times a month, giving that amount of money, serving here. Those are good things. Those are, those are things that we should be a part of. But that is not what equals connection and, and, and being in the presence of God. Those are great things, but those are things. That's not cultivating God's presence in our life daily. And again, just like having a relationship with anyone, there, there, there isn't 
so much a science to it as it's an art, as it's love, as it takes time and attention and care to develop a relationship, to maintain and continue and grow a relationship with a loved one, so does our relationship with Christ. And God's invitation to the world through the baby that was born in the manger, his invitation is Come to me so that I can restore your joy and that your joy would be made full. God is not saying, come to me so I can make you happy with temporal things. God is saying, come to me so I can restore the joy that I made you for. Do you see that? For many of us, we're like, no, I don't, because I don't really understand it because it seems so far-fetched in the world we live in. And I want you to know today that it is not far-fetched. It is, it is accessible to everyone through the person of Jesus Christ. As ethereal as this is that I may be talking about, it is for us and it has been given to us through our Savior's birth, his death upon the cross, his resurrection from the dead, which he freely gives to us and he invites us into. Remember, the reason why we celebrate, the reason why we can rejoice, as Paul in his letter to the Philippians would say, his exhortation, rejoice, rejoice. It wasn't because circumstances were better or financially or money or health or wealth that was not it it was because God was here God had come it was freely given to us through the person of Jesus the ability that our relationship with God would be restored that once again sin would be dealt with right Jesus upon the cross took our sin, forgave our sin, removed the barrier that separated us from God, and now we can boldly approach God's presence. Hebrews said, now because of the cross, we can boldly approach the throne of grace, meaning we now, that were once sinners, by the cross have been redeemed We've been forgiven. And before God, we can stand in his presence. We can be in his presence. And as David told us, in his presence, we can experience the fullness of God. And once again, This isn't out of touch. This isn't untouchable. This isn't just something that I'm saying is for some of us. It is for all of us. It is good. It is right. And it's how we were designed. We were designed to be in God's presence every minute of every day of every year for all of eternity. What we're dealing with is the broken plan, that broken design. That's why Jesus coming is redemptive and restorative in nature. It's trying to redeem and restore something that 
was supposed to be, and we now are wrestling with the here and now. Church, I want to encourage you to dwell upon this week specifically. If you have a phone, take out your notes. If you have a journal, write it down. What does it mean to be in the presence of God, and how can I cultivate that? Because in God's presence, I'm going to get God's joy. And what I need now and what you need now and what the world needs now is the joy of God. For those of you that are Christians, you have been saved. You have gotten glimpses. But I want to encourage you to cultivate your relationship, to press in, to engage, to not neglect, to be intentional with your relationship with God. It's been freely given to us. It's freely for us today. It isn't just then. It isn't just in the future. It's for here and now that we would experience the joy of God in our life, the the soul's joy that we were made to live in. And church, I want you to know that we are bearers of this news to the world around us. We are to be God's joy in the world to others. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to fake it and always pretend you're happy and always have a smile on your face and always pretend. No, God wants you to be real and genuine and authentic and so does everyone else. But guys, God wants you to experience his joy for yourself so that you can authentically show that to others. You can authentically talk about it to others, not in a fake way, but in a genuine way known way, that you yourself know it, so then you yourself can talk about it and show it. Even a part of the fruit of the Spirit, like a fruit of the Holy Spirit, is that your life would bear joy. And so this Advent season, as you're in your house with your children right now, with your spouse, with your roommates, whether you're alone or with family, I want you to know that God, through his son, gives the world joy. That even the angels announcing, even the angels announcing the birth of Christ said this in Luke chapter 2. To the shepherds in the fields announcing the birth of the Savior, the angel said, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Luke 2.10. Let me pray. God, thank you. That as we hear in your word, whether it's through David, whether it's through Paul, whether it's through the angels, that when, when your name is mentioned, it's, it's because joy is accompanied with it. When your name is mentioned, it reminds us of how you made a way for us to experience the joy of God once again. We all need it, God. Our world needs this. And I pray that this Advent season, we 
personally would experience this joy in your presence. You would help us, God, to learn what it means to cultivate being in your presence daily through your word, through worship, through prayer. And help us, Lord, to be ambassadors of this joy to the whole world around us. Thank you that it truly is good news. As we enter into this time of worship, would you be exalted in our homes and get all the glory? Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you, church. Let's worship our King now because he's worthy to be praised. And in his presence is fullness of joy.